Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm like shivering. I'm so excited about this podcast. I have the most wonderful, beautiful, successful woman on here today. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see her. And if you're listening, you're going to get, going to, get to hear her voice, but I promise you, you're going to want to go watch it because she's so adorable. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is uh, Shanda Sumter. She is a dynamic speaker. And I can tell you this because I've been stalking her. She's a dynamic speaker, a trainer. She's a renowned business coach. She's a wife and a mom that has plenty of time for her family, self-development and rest. I mean, we could stop there and do a whole podcast on that because women desperately need that. Yet, there was a time when she had only $500 to her name. It was time to either find the right mentor or move back to her parents in Canada. So she hired the right mentor and got to work. Today, she's the queen visionary of hardcore business, giving entrepreneurs the systems they need to transform their financial lives and, and the world. All through the same step-by-step systems she's using daily to grow to nearly eight figures in her own business and revenue. That's huge. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm like, it's, um, it's, it's even crazy to listen to share that because I remember when I started, I just, I wanted to make $5,000 a month and I just wanted to do something to, to make God happy. And, um, and it's been a whole quest of, uh, it's actually you and I were talking about this before we just went live. It's like, it was a whole quest of me having a dialogue and conversation with God and making sure I'm on track. And then, you know, turning on the camera called my life <laughs> and just doing it, but not sharing that dialogue that I was having behind closed doors with God, which was this whole pursuit of like, why, why do you want me to make money? Why do you want me to grow a business? Why do you want, like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? According to you? Like all like that was, that's been my whole life struggle is making sure that I'm doing things according to like hearing God, you know? So it's, it's an interest. I I love this podcast. I love this conversation because I think, um, I think a lot of whether someone is, you know, they classify themselves as spiritual, not religious, which is where I started. And and now I'm very much Christian and, um, wherever they are along that journey, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I think, you know, when God's chasing you because you just have always been in the dialogue in some context, yes. in some book, you've been in some book or some context trying to figure out how to get this relationship on track and everything else doesn't work when that relationship's not on track. So let's go where you want to go. Oh, it's everything. Everything you're saying is so true. And I mean, okay. I want to, I want to hear like more about your story and your husband and your son and all that. She's, if you're watching this on video, you can see just the gentle ocean breeze blowing through her hair because she lives (laughs) on the coast in California, Southern California. And, um, but uh, everything that you're saying is so true because here's what I believe at the core of me, you know, 
God created us all, right? So that voice is in every single person. It's in every person. There's a call. There's this thing inside of you. And, you know, the world wants to say it's your intuition. It's the universe talking. But we know that that is, that is the Holy Spirit in our lives. That is Christ, you know? Yeah. And so what, I, what I'm so excited about doing is, is helping people to understand what that is. Because what I know in my own life is as I have dialed into that more, as I've dug deeper into that, I have not only been able to see more of who God created me to be, but I've been able to hear him, see him, feel him so much more. And it's like the world becomes this different place. It does. It does. I was, um, so I, I, you know, the cool thing is, is the reason why I love scripture is because it's called the living word for a reason it changes. So I'm on a prayer group uh, every week with uh, a bunch of really dynamic women powerhouses. And one of them happens to be a prophet. And, you know, and I was talking about something that I was struggling with, with the Lord and this week, and I was saying, you know, gosh, like I've been able to hear him so clearly. It's been so exciting. And now I'm not hearing him. He's not answering me on something <laughs> to the point where like, like I woke up and he told me to go for a walk with my dog a couple of days ago. So I wake up, I go for a walk and I'm on the walk and I'm like, okay, speak to me. <laughs> like what? Like you told me to, I'm obedient. I'm on a walk. Like I'd rather be even diving into the Bible. I'd rather be working out. I'd like, this is so not what I want to do. I don't want to, I don't want to go walk around the neighborhood, you know? And, and I'm walking like, okay, let's go, let's go. And, and it dawned on me like, like I'm trying too hard to get an answer. And, and that intensity, although worked to grow the beginning of my business, it doesn't work to scale my business and where I am in my company, we actually have crossed eight figures. So that needs to be updated. Oh but, yes. Got but, it. um, but where I am in the company, like I have people, leaders in my company telling me to stay in my own lane and I own the company. <laughs> and so talk about like learning how to let go of this next level of scaling. And so like, this isn't my company, it's God's company. Yes. And, and I actually have a note on my wall that reminds me of that. And when I'm tapped into that, I realized like, I have a different energy when I'm saying, okay, if I'm a hired a hired gun for the company, I'm a CEO that's hired by God, then God's my boss, then the way that I, I'm not as afraid to approach some of the conversations I have to have with key people in the company or some of the conversations I have to have around hiring or firing because yeah. it's not my money. It's not yeah. my, it changes the whole dynamic of even my relationship with fear. So the only reason why I share that is because um, Janice, the prophet says to me yesterday, she says, so why don't you stop asking God like, to ask you why you hired this person in your company or, or what you should do. There's someone in my company that I'm having some challenges with, and I don't know if it's me or them or the leadership. And, and she's like, why don't you stop like saying like, should I fire this person? Keep this person, you know, stop asking that question, change the question. And why don't you start asking the Lord, what part of you father are you trying to show me in your character mm. that I wouldn't know because if I knew God's character on this level right it's imagine if we treated our husbands wives and even our friendships at this level of interest like as life goes on it's like instead of having a battle or a fight or a breakdown you're like 
oh, they're showing me a new level of their character. What, what is available for me to learn in the goodness of this person? It would really change the dynamics of our relationship. And so this is what I'm, guys, this is what I'm currently learning, right? So I have no grasp mm-hmm. on this right now, but I'm currently like, you know, even trying to remember to ask the question yeah. of like, you know, what are you trying to show me, Lord? Like, what are you trying to show me right now? And instead of being so wrapped up in give me an answer so I can move on. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? So, so much. So much. A- and I mean, you know, Girl Power Alliance is like just starting. So you're so far ahead of, you know, where I could ever dream that this company would go. But even on a very, very small level, I can relate to this so much because I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and it was an uncomfortable conversation, which you have when you own a business. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's just the way yeah, that it it's is. part of it. But if you can't have those conversations, you don't get more. You, you don't get more. And I, I was feel, I was anxious before the conversation. But then I really just I what I when I started, I said, listen, I just I just want to say something out at the start. What I feel about Girl Power Alliance is that I am stewarding a vision that God gave me. It's God's vision. So yeah. I don't even feel, I, I understand what you're talking about because it takes away the personal emotion about the decisions because you realize that you're making the decisions like you're, you're a placeholder for what God is asking of this, not of me, but of this. And so it's still uncomfortable, but I, but it kind of removes me slightly because I uh-huh. really I am, all I'm trying to do is follow the direction. I'm not trying to create it. I'm not trying to like do this thing. I'm just trying to follow what, what God has downloaded to me and steward it. Like I feel responsible to steward the vision. If we can stay in that place and even realize like, so I took a a marriage course the other day. I know we're jumping all over the place, but like, I love it. Hopefully you guys are in relationship or you're going to get into relationship because there's two covenants. One is with the Lord and one, one is with your spouse. They're not with your children. They're not with your career. They're not with your money. They're not with your fitness. They're not with any of that. Although he wants you to steward all that really well, you know, it, the covenants are in those two spots. And so like I took a marriage course with my husband. We took our first biblical one cool. and uh, we're on our second one in a year, our second biblical one. And I was so blown away because biblically women are created for men. And a lot of strong women have a hard time with that. Yeah. And, but if you can hear that, it's like the things that drive us crazy about them, like all the things they can't do without us. It's like, (laughs) and it's like, ah, would you just man up or, ah, would you just like handle this? Like what? Like, and all the things we complain about, it's like, guess what? We're useful to them because we fill in those gaps that they have. When I heard that, and there's scripture that goes with it, but when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is never going to change. Like, like I am made for this man (laughs) and my job is to make sure he can get through life and, and in the areas that he needs me to get through life, which is his daily his daily stuff, not his big picture vision and work and all, but he needs me. My man needs me to get through the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. On, on little things. And where before I would get so frustrated, I'd, I'd just be like, um, you can find your keys. <laughs> I, I'm not your, I'm not your secretary. You know, it's changed my whole attitude around that. And so the reason why I bring this up is because when you understand scripture, you can unhook from a lot of the emotional triggers that you 
pay personal development books, courses, and I own a personal development training. So <laughs> like right now I'm saying like, I think I have one of the best in the world. That's why I purchased it and brought it in house. But honestly, like if you understood scripture, since the challenge is, is most people won't dive into that depth. Yeah. When, when you understand scripture, you don't read it like a book, but you read it like a manual for life. You start to realize, oh, I'm having a challenge in my marriage or I have a trigger. Well, go find out like what, there's actual biblical books that are just on all the scriptures that, that what God says about how to run a marriage and it'll unhook you from the trigger, triggers. Um, money, I mean, Huge like one. God has talked about money more than faith yes. in the Bible. Over 2,000 scriptures have been written on how to make money, earn money, how to understand it, how to have it work for you. You know, he wants you to have a ton of it because he, there's actually a scripture that says, go make, I'm paraphrasing, but go make a lot, create a lot of wealth in your life because of the friends that you're going to create because the friendships are eternal life. The material things are not. And what happens is we get on Instagram and, and Facebook and we see like, you know, the, you know, the garages filled with all white cars and <laughs> like, you know, and the, the, the jets. And it's really easy to stop working for people and start working for money. And it's, it's a real easy thing to do because you can be the most conscious person on the planet and then something like COVID hits and all of a sudden you're like, your money drops, right? Or your sales drop or your prospects go away, you know, and you have to refigure out how do I reconnect with these people so that my sales go up, so that our impact goes up, so that income grows, right? And, and But when you're in that pivot, you're not thinking about, oh, how do I take care of people? You're not. You're thinking yeah. about... How do I pay the mortgage? How do I keep like not, not laying people off? Like, so like we, we, we're in this dance of sin all the time. And I think one of the most detrimental things we can do is to judge each other for our sin. Absolutely. And so I have a community of, I love what you're doing where you're standing on one faith. I think that's super bold and I love it. Um, and I have so much respect for it. And I have a vision to do that at some point in one of our companies. Um, but currently right now in hardcore business, we are a melting pot and I've got shamans in there that I coach business. They know I'm scripture based. I talk to them about scripture while I'm coaching them. Yeah. I'm speaking scripture over them. Um, and I've got psychics and I got Christians. I got a lot of Christians because I am Christian, um, Muslims and, you know, my vision and the person I have always been really attracted to is Jesus and Jesus really accepted everyone. And do you know who end up being the most judgmental is the Christians, yeah, not absolutely. all Christians. But when I launch anything around faith, faith and money, anything like that, what happens is the people who attack and judge other Christians. And I'm going to tell you something, everybody. If you are Christian and you are faith, faith abiding, think about somebody in your life that always criticized you. We all have them. Think about somebody in your life that always criticized you. That, that's who we become when we judge people for reading A Course in Miracles versus scripture. It's so much more powerful to go in and have a conversation about well, what are you learning about A Course in Miracles? And they're going to quote scripture because there's scripture seated in there and then segue them over with testimonials. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when I read A Course in Miracles, um, I thought because it teaches you that you are God and 
and and it's scripture based, but it's taught in a way that you are God. And that was really confusing because I thought that I needed to be in abusive, you know, friendships or relationships because I attracted that and what's wrong with me. And and that fundamental slightly difference created um enough temptation to keep me hooked into it because I would get, I would get some moments that life was really rocking. I would see God showing up in my life and then the rug would get pulled out from underneath me. Mm. And so there was always this roller coaster in my love life and my finances and all of that. And I don't necessarily say A Course in Miracles is wrong, bad, or any of that. I'm saying the way it is taught, the scripture that is taught in there is not leading for consistency. And I can show you it over and over and over again. So if you love A Course in Miracles, I'm saying, why don't you, and I'm, this is just an example, right? Yeah. What if you were to grab something like the daily fire, which is a way that you can get into the Bible and it feels like a course of miracles, but it's grounded in some small scripture pieces that are in context that anybody could understand. And then you'll understand this other piece of information that will create some consistency. Then if you still feel called to read a course of miracles, by all means, go for it. But I think you'll read it from a different standpoint when you're grounded in the Bible and the biblical. And I think what you'll probably find is that you'll end up transferring over to just scripture because the community that is around that, and there's good, bad, and the ugly in yes. every community, right? But don't turn your back on scripture or the Bible because some some Christian you know, judged you for, you know, not being holy enough or scared the shit out of you that you're not going for eternal life. God is chasing you and he is chasing you. And I think one of the biggest lies is that you have an independent relationship with God because that's one, that's one communication, but you actually need community. You need, you need the word. Would you ever be married to somebody who only, um, talked to you about what they need and only asked you for what they needed so that they could get your opinion. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just want to be in a relationship with someone that like only asked you, for, I only want your opinion when I ask you <laughs> and I want you to help me every time I need you. And that is, that's called the relationship of, I have my own independent relationship with God. You've got to be in the word because otherwise it really is a taking relationship. For you to understand. And I didn't get that before because spiritual context doesn't teach that. And it's not its job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I love Wayne Dyer and he taught the Bible, the Tao and all of that. I love what he stood for. He tried to take all the biblical yes. context and distill them in. And that was his life journey to be an interpreter. And that's what turned me into the Christian church, right? Now, some people might go to Buddhism, some people might go to whatever, but what I know for sure is he is chasing each and every single one of us and trying to show us how to discern between the different contexts and whatever level of the journey you're walking right now, you're going to get there, right? You're going to get there where the truth is going to feel consistent. Yes, It's going to feel peaceful because that's a sign that you're in the Lord. It feels peaceful. And every spiritual person who's telling you, whether it's Christian or spiritual, not religious, that it's all about the flow is completely misled because it is not all about the flow. In the Bible, it's got hacking those fields, work in those fields, harvesting, none of it. Like you go to, you go to like a purpose-driven church and talk to Rick Warren and ask him, oh, did it just, did that church just 
flow, go to Joel Olstein and be like, right. do 40,000 people show up because it's just flowing? Did you have to like, you know, did you, did the money just fall out of the sky to build the, to build the, your Lakewood church on the compact stadium? No. Like these people plowed fields and it was super uncomfortable, Um, but they followed the vision. They didn't say, I don't have enough money for that. Yep. They invested anyway. Yeah. Right. And until you can get yourself with a mentor or community that talks to you like that, then you're going to find that you're going to have this ebb and flow. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. And I could go so many places. I wanted to just end that little segment that you talked about. You know, I always think about the verse in the Bible that says that he will bless the work of your hands. Like Mm. it, I mean, he's literally telling you, you like, you have to work. I'm going to bless the work that you do. It doesn't just come when the whole secret came out all those years ago, while there were truths in there. There were truths that was sure. And, and it's a very common thing now, even talking about manifest. Oh, I'm manifesting. There's no, like I, that is all for me very much about the power that I have. But I know yeah. as a believer that the power that I have is because of the power that the Holy Spirit is in me. And so it's yeah. a whole, while it sounds similar, like it sounds really similar to think it's, it attracts people to that, but it's off. Yeah. But if you could, if you could think about it like this. So, so one of the things I just launched a series that just ended called Faith the Money Revealed. Um, and. Um, And I just bring this up because I kind of had a little guilt and I know guilt is not of the Lord, but I had a little guilt afterwards on some of my interviews that I did because um, I think I went too harsh on some of those conversations about manifesting. I hear you and I agree with you, but I think I got a little harsh on talking about some of that. And, And this is what the Lord showed me afterwards because I don't know. Do you have children? I have three. Okay. So, so like, think about training them. So like my son laid in bed with me the other night, he's five and yes, I still sleep with him. It's like, I'm like, I'm squeezing it. I know at 12, he's not going to want to sleep with me. So I'm like, you know, but so we're laying in bed the other night and he says to me, mom, I don't hear from Jesus. Well, like three months ago, he's dropping words of knowledge to me right? He's knowing things that he would never know. And I'm telling him that's God, right? That's called words of knowledge. So I guess in a five-year-old's world, three months ago is like a eternity, like that's gone, right? So he's now, he says, I don't hear from Jesus. And I go, well, why do you say that? And he goes, he goes, I just don't, I go, well, why don't we pray for something and ask him to answer you? And so meanwhile, I'm in a dialogue right now that he's not talking to me because he's teaching me something, right? Like he's teaching me. And so I'm like, let's pray. And so I go, what do you want to know? And so he prayed and he asked a question and I go, so what did you hear? And he goes, nothing. He's not talking to me. And I'm like, okay, how do I, I'm like, did you have a thought? Did you have a vision in your head? Did you like, and I'm trying to teach him, right? And, and it kind of reminds me of the manifesting thing. Like he's learning his own power. Yeah. Right. So he's learning that he even has the worthiness and the power and that God would speak to him. And I think sometimes the spiritual, not religious crowd is learning that. Because if you think about what they typically study when, when you're in, and when I say they, you guys, I mean, we're always in a tribe. Like I'm in the eight figure tribe now, right? I'm in the eight, 10, 12 figure. That's like my crew of friends that I hang out with and do life with. And they think differently and they have different conversations than the six figure group. Mm -hmm. They just do because they're at a different 
It's a different complexity yep. and a different level of responsibility, not better, worse, or anything. It's just different. Okay. And so, and so I think about like the tribe that's spiritual, not religious, they are also into, they struggle with what's my purpose, what's my messaging. They struggle with, um, Am I worthy? Mm-hmm. They they all they all struggle with that. So they're like my son, and, and I'm not. I don't I don't mean that in a condescending way, like they're kids, because yeah. that's not what I mean. But they're they're at, they're in the step they're in, right? And and I think sometimes steps are recreated because I think you can drop into a certain tribe and then lose yourself, and you're right back down to that step, right? Like who am I again? What's my what's my worth? So I think sometimes that group is like trying to figure out like. Oh, like I can follow through and create a result. Like I can manifest something in my life. And not that they have to hang out there because they don't. And that's what I think you're trying to say. I think you're trying to say, like, listen, guys, like, like you get, this is a small conversation because the conversation is all about you. And what they're not getting is that like, like I did a video not too long ago about 40 year old women who are still single. 37, 36, 40 that want children. And they're still in that tribe. Yep. They're still, and they're using the language because the language goes with that tribe. They're using the language like, I'm trying to manifest this. And Christians use it too. Yes. But it's like, I'm trying to manifest this. I'm trying, and that is all in that crew. They're all at the same party energetically and don't realize it. And it's a small conversation because it really is all about us. Let me give you all a secret. The way that you can figure out your purpose is to actually ask yourself, what talents do I have that somebody else needs right now? Or even more, another angle at that is who in your life needs you right now that maybe you don't even have time for, but it drives you crazy because you know that they could just solve it like this. It's so easy for you. It's almost irritating <laughs> that they're still struggling with this. That's your purpose. That's the one right in front of you. You should go build a whole tribe of people. The tactics on building a a community, an audience, a buyer's list, whatever you want to call it, a Facebook group, that's all customer acquisition, right? So it's like the, the, um, the tactic of doing anything is almost comical how easy it is to find that. There's the tactic... The tactic to do anything you want to do is readily available at every price point at your fingertips. What the challenge is, is your come from. Are you in a small conversation that you're still trying to figure out you? Mm -hmm. Forget about you. You'll find yourself. Your purpose will find you. If you start just, I can identify this group of people that it drives me bat shit crazy that they are struggling because it is so easy to solve their problem. That's called your purpose. And you should go make your life mission to do that. You might be like, oh, I don't want to talk to those people. It's not about you. Your purpose is actually not about you. That's right. And when you start serving those people, there's this, um, there's this hidden blessing oh. that takes over your life that starts to come in as more money than you can spend, more support than you could ask for, more love than you could actually even, like anybody who's had a child, you're like, I can't believe I could love like this. Like, like it just, everything just keeps multiplying at warp speed when your come from is all about 
the person that you almost don't want to help sometimes, yeah. right? And you might not have an issue with it. You might not have a trigger with helping that person. So maybe that's not, maybe you're like, oh, no, no, no. I know that person, but I have no trigger around it. Awesome. But some people do have a trigger around it. So I'm just trying to open up and say, your purpose actually finds you. And I'm going to tell you, like, when people go, oh, it's got to feel good or my purpose has got to be the thing that I love. Your passion comes when you're good at something. And I'm telling you, money solves a lot of things. Yes. So if you want to rent a 140-foot yacht in the south of France with every friend that you love and, and create or whatever that looks like for you, right? You can do whatever you want. The only, I even say like when people say money can't solve your health, I actually call BS on that too because I know health practitioners that are, you know, curing cancer stage four like that. And um, again, that's not, I'm not making any medical claims. I'm not <laughs> doing any of that, but I'm like, it exists. I mean, I was with Magic Johnson and he's like, somebody said, what would you do if somebody took everything away from you like that? And he goes, what are you talking about? That happened the day I woke up and my wife found out that I had AIDS. All my, all my sponsorships got pulled from me like that. And my career that I worked my entire life for was gone. That day already came. And he goes, if I can cure myself of AIDS, I can cure myself of anything. Bring it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, it's like, you know, it's like you, you look at that and you go there, there money can solve a lot of things because it connects you with a community of people that God has programmed a destiny in and you are not meant to do life alone. So if you're hanging out in a small crew of people or you're hanging out with just a relationship with God and you're not connecting with people, you are cutting yourself off from the source of abundance. And then if you're your job, your career, or your entrepreneurship, whatever journey you've chosen is all about you, you're still in a worthiness conversation. You still think that this world is all about you and you being happy. And I guarantee you, you at that point have breakdown in your relationship. You have body breakdown, you have emotional breakdown, and you have financial breakdown because all of that is in that small conversation. Oh, it's, it's, it's such a life-changing thing. And it's it when you kind of get there or close to there or start to open up to this type of thinking, I feel like life changes in so many dramatic ways. And like every area is different. And, you know, we all have different journeys and stuff. And um, I have three kids. Like I was telling you, I was, a mom, I became a mom at 16. So I had my daughter wow. at 16, my son at 19 was single for a number of years and then had uh, married again. And now my baby is 17, almost 18. She's a senior this year. And I have learned more about who God is uh, by being a mother and walking through the challenges of, of parenting and kind of getting the smallest glimpse of uh, what God must see and feel and think with us. as And the overwhelming message where I sit today, the overwhelming message that I know that God wants us to hear and know as for, for me as a parent, and your, your son's only five, so you have a lot of things yeah. yet, to, yet to come. But, you know, they do stuff. They do stuff that's wrong, bad, hurtful, whatever. And it doesn't change anything, though, about how I love them or see them. Like yeah. I don't look at my child when they do something wrong and having adult kids is all, that's a whole different, like literally a whole different conversation. Um, I don't look at my children, or, uh, I guess, can you still call them kids when they're adults? Anyway, I don't look at them when they <laughs> do things and, and look and think of them, how 
they are bad people. I'm going to pull my love from them. I'm going to pull any blessing that I may have wanted to give them, but oop, they blew yeah. it. And I feel like, especially in, in, a, in many religions, and I kind of do quotations around religion because yeah. I don't identify as a religious person. I identify as a crazy follower of Jesus because if you yeah. knew Jesus and if you understood what he came to do, and if you really study what he said and what he taught his disciples, it was literally to break the curse of religion. It was to, yeah. it was it's to, all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible, but people take one, two things at a time without a, like a real understanding. I mean, like Jesus was a rebel. He came, he shook stuff up to the point that they killed him. Like he was I such. I actually love that message uh, to a shaman, which is hilarious. Um, uh, I actually love, I, I'm relentless about showing people like, you know, Christians hearts. Yeah. Right. And, and I've chosen Christianity because it makes the most sense to me. And I really believe it. Right. I mean, you can, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, there's no religion on the planet. There's no history book on the planet that says that Christ didn't live. You know what I mean? Like he's real. It's just some, like some religions believe he was a prophet and this, that, and the other. So whole nother conversation, but, um, you know, like I I was messaging, uh, one of our shamans because she's, you know, she has her relationship with God and he's chasing her. Right. And, and walking through teaching her. And so I trust that. And she obviously believes in God because she believes the shamanic is how you get there. Right. That's how you drop the walls in her opinion. And so I was, she was sharing with me how um, she was sharing some stuff online about vaccinations and about uh, in Ventura, actually, they just made a uh, law HR 66666 or something that basically if you have COVID that they can come in and take your children from your house. Yeah. I read it. Like horrible. Unbelievable. Like, and people don't even realize like, forget about whether you believe like that's okay or not because of COVID think bigger than that. You just are signing away your rights to your children. Like it's like, it is like, I don't know about you, but like, and again, it's like, I'm not trying to open this conversation up, but I'm saying this, people need to think and realize like, you're not, it's not just COVID. It's not this. It's like, it's like, would you give any, would you sign your children away to someone? Like if you were married, would you sign your child away to your husband or wife and say, I, you can have a hundred percent say over this child. I don't get a say like that. People don't understand no. like that's what they're doing when they're allowing these laws to pass. So a client of mine sharing it online, right? Cause she's a brand new mom and she goes, it's amazing how many people fight back about this and like disagree that we should, we should just let this happen. I said to her, well, it's no different than Jesus. I mean, Jesus would create miracles and heal people. And then this is how deep we are in disbelief right? That literally people would say, oh my God, you just healed my eyesight. And then like, I went from blind to seeing literally. And then all of a sudden, like, will you, I don't know, keep me safe crossing the street. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and so people would stone him and killed him and like did all the, you know, even his disciples who saw all of that turned him over. Right. And knowing that how scary would that be? Like you're going to turn somebody like that's how deep things are. So my point is, as I said to her, I was like, you know, making a stand about anything 
is scary because people are going to fight you. And I said, a great practice now for you, my client, I said is learn how to share it from a place of like, instead of making it about, you know, COVID or about, you know, this or that, try and open it up to another conversation that's a little bit more neutral and sharing, look at all the things that could happen if we start signing away our rights around this and try and learn how to land with more people so you can get it through. Cause nobody likes an angry activist, right? Like every single one of us, if you're an activist or not, like if you've got an opinion about something, like let's just call it vaccinations. Cause it's such a, that's such a big topic. People are really clear about their stand on that. It's like on both sides, if you're fighting, you, it's hard to listen to someone fighting. It is. But if you can come at it from a different approach, you know, and a more neutral approach, you might be able to land the communication and open up ideas. Uh, I mean, that just, that literally goes through to every, every piece of, because everything is about relationships. I mean, there's really nothing that you do that you're not involved with people. So that under, that understanding of human nature and that ability to kind of, uh, be able to communicate would, would change the actual, it would change the world. And as a super, super, um, passionate, uh, very stubborn person over the years, God has used many, many things to, and, and us and my husband, especially, um, to, <laughs> uh, to really show me that it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with being passionate, but there is, uh, something wrong with, I think not allowing, like, I hate it when people, when I feel like I'm not being heard. Yeah. And a lot of times, of strong personality, like that overtakes, it overtakes people and everything. But I think that there's this thing inside of you at all people that you, you want, so you want to be heard. And so, um, giving, allowing people to have a voice, even if you don't agree, like, I don't have to agree. There was a point in time where it was like, I had to agree. They had to agree. And I had to agree or it wasn't going to work. But as I've gotten older, I realize I can still totally love people. I can still totally um, wrap my arms around them. I can still totally accept them if I don't agree with them. And that is really because of so many things that God has shown me and taught me as, as a mother and watching the, and, and in a marriage. I mean, gosh, that you know, if you want to really get close to God, get married and have kids because it's the yeah. hardest, they're the hardest relationships you'll ever be in. That's you know? true. I mean, that's so true. It, it's a on, it's so true. Um, okay. I want to go, I know this is a whole different conversation and I know we're past the time, but I wanted to talk about something because you were in the beginning, you were talking about your husband. We didn't even talk about your husband. We could do 17 podcasts back to back. Yeah. Um, you were talking about your husband and being a helpmate and everything. And, um, for me personally, and maybe you had this experience, maybe not, but I would read in my, you know, in years past, I would read the, the verses in the Bible, Proverbs 31, you know, a godly woman. And I would read that. I would be so pissed at God. I was like, okay, this is just rude. What are you, you're, look at all the things you have on this list that you're saying, here's what, you know, a woman of honor is all doing all these things. It would make me so mad. Now this is, um, like I said, years ago, and especially during the time where I was a single mom and I was doing everything and I didn't have support and help. So I was frazzled and exhausted and, and it made me mad. I was like, yeah. I don't see a list in the Bible anywhere that long where God's saying, here's an honorable man. And here's this four pages of things that he does. Yeah. And so, but one day God like took the veil off of my eyes and it, it went from being something that I was resentful toward to something that I was so grateful for, because he showed me that it's not that you have to do all these things. It's that he gave us the ability to do all those things. 
what a blessing that we actually, it's not a burden. It was a burden to me for so many years. It's a, it's a blessing. And I, I really feel like that's kind of what you were talking about with, with your husband and, you know, just being a parent and a, and a wife and a helpmate to people in general. It's not this burdensome thing. Oh, I have to do that. It's like, I can, I have the ability. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, um, when that shift, like it's almost like it just makes sense one day. Yeah. And when it makes sense one day, it stops being this thing that we're trying to close the gap on. And we start to realize like, oh, like this is who I am. And the cool thing about that is I'm already built this way. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, you know, in spirituality, they would call it a reframe, but like you can try and force a reframe that you're trying to have willpower to have that, or you could read scripture about anything you're studying. I mean, the cool thing is, is, um, well, a great example, my, uh, this isn't marriage, but well, kind of my, my good friend, Pete Vargas, um, basically two years ago, uh, just started studying scripture specifically with his marriage and specifically with his business, his business blew up, right? All of a sudden, like, Grant Cardone licensed his product. He partnered with Tony Robbins on some stuff. He, you know, just blew up, right? And then, um, and then at the same time, his marriage, you know, while he was starting to blow up, his marriage started to, you know, get some bumps. <laughs> and so, like his wife explains that it felt like I was on the, the kids and I were on the back of a ski boat mm. and we were holding on and it was wherever Pete was going and the waves are like, <laughs> you know, and, she was like, so they're like just holding on for dear life. And, and that was him, you know, hustling and, and growing the company. And once he realized that he shifted and he started diving into, you know, biblical stuff about being a husband and guys, there's just, a, there's a ton of stuff about you like taking care of us too. There is. And, and, um, and long story short, like we even did an interview recently, just Pete and I, and Pete's like, you know what? I tossed all night because my wife should have been on that interview and I should have been honoring her. And like every woman wants that from their husband. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, Pete's not the green, the grass is greener on the other side. You know, like this is, this is when we have a shift in our heart and we start to dive into figuring out what does scripture say about the areas of our life that are challenging the people around us change. So my husband, my husband was like, I didn't sign up for a Bible thumping wife. I mean, we went to church, but it wasn't like, I was like, I want to like go deeper. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I started saying things like, I actually think you're going to be a minister. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to murder you. Like, he's like, I do not want any of that. And now he's like, oh my God, like, that'd be weird if I ended up becoming like, he's like opening up to it. Right. And like, I knew he was going to be a trainer a leadership trainer. I just knew God showed me and he's a leadership trainer now, you know, and, um, and quit his job in like the beverage industry, which he thought he would be in forever and thought he, he thought he loved it. So it's crazy when we change how the people around us change. So I don't know, just do your work, like do your work. And, and if you're in a position where, where either you've been reading the Bible for a while and it's maybe boring, it just feels like an act you're doing, or you're not, you know, I mean, like getting anything much from it other than some hits every now and then that are kind of self-centered hits. I recommend you look at what area you're struggling in your life right now 
and go find the Bible that was written around that topic and just dive into that and do an actual Bible study around that topic in your life based in scripture. And I think you're going to find that, um, that that's going to hook you into a whole nother thing. And then life just never is boring from that standpoint because you're just learning so much and that keeps us on purpose. Go figure. Man, it's, um, it's deep and you can really like, it's a never ending conversation because it continues to evolve and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I want to, I want you to tell everybody how they can find you, where they, what, what do you have going on next and all of that. But before you do, I just want to say thank you for what you do. It matters. It, it, I know, you know, this already because of the impact that you're having, but I just want to say to you from one woman to another, what you do matters. And it's a good thing, really good. And to keep doing it and turn it up even louder and go even harder than what you've done because, you know, you're, you're already here and you're supposed to be there. So keep doing it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, probably say the, I mean, we're, I'm on Facebook every day on a hardcore business page. Um, I stream live on there every day at 1045 AM Pacific, um, Monday through Friday, not on the weekends. And then, um, You know, if someone wants to connect with me, actually like get in contact with me, the best way to do that is actually through Instagram, which is my first and last name, Shanda Sumter, Um, because I'm still on my Instagram and I'm still in my inbox on Instagram. And that's the only place that I'm still on that because I have four admin teams that (laughs) are in our boxes on other places. That's amazing. And um, what is your, your website for your business? Heart core business. Awesome. And I personally, I haven't done the training yet. I have friends that have, have gone through just some of your programs and it's been incredibly life-changing. And thank you. I just want to say thank you for honoring me and uh, the Girl Power Alliance community with, uh, with being on here today. I love it. I love what you guys are going, what you guys are doing. It's super cool. Thank you. That podcast was absolutely packed so many nuggets and truths and wow I hope you liked it as much as I did a little bit longer (laughs) but still amazing well I just want to say thank you for hanging with us thank you for supporting the Girl Power Alliance community Um, we just have some amazing things going on there inside of the inner circle which is our private Facebook group for members and in our membership we have the most amazing courses And this month uh, is no exception. Every month I'm blown away by the level of just professionalism and the quality of the information that is available from our contributors. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And you know me, I am all about growth because you are not standing still. You're either growing or you're shrinking. And so uh, that is what we are really focused on is helping you to grow, helping you to keep moving on that path that God would have you on. Keep growing spiritually. Keep growing in your skill set so that you can grow your business. Keep growing so that you can have a bigger impact. That is what we're all about here at Girl Power Alliance. And we have some stinking rocking women that are a part of our community. And uh, we need you. We need your voice. Go check us out, girlpoweralliance.com. Girl Power Alliance, this is where women grow.